0: Welcome back to the Tough Love Terry podcast. I'm Terry Hofford and today we're going to sit down with Taylor Bartram and go through a live coaching where we help her figure out pricing for her boudoir business. When it comes to money, pricing, and things like that, a lot of times boudoir photographers have a hard time charging their worth simply because they're leading a heart-centric business. In this episode, we get down into the nitty-gritty of it and how Taylor can make some changes to hopefully keep making her business a success, but also ensure she doesn't feel slimy while doing it. Yeah, I think Awesome. Hey everyone. Good morning. Good morning. We'll wait a few minutes. Uh, we have uh, Miss Taylor today for a live coaching. Get excited. <laughs> uh, and we are going to be talking about in person sales and charging your worth and all of those like hot button words that people like to throw around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we're going to kind of talk through Taylor's mindset around money and all that good stuff. So um, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the everybody's group that can relate to this. A lot of us are in service of our clients. Um, like we're very heart centric people so it's hard for us to charge what we're worth or whatever you call that because we're like everybody needs it Right. So we try to make ourselves more accessible. So I think there's a lot of people that'll get um, some takeaways from today's um, chat. So thank you, first of all, Taylor, for being on and being vulnerable to like talk about like to go through an online coaching. Like it's one thing to do it in like together, just you and me. But then to have other people watch the squidginess happen is a whole other <laughs> a whole mm-hmm. other journey. So thank you for that. Um, so, yeah. So fill everyone in kind of like the context of um, like where you are right now, like what has brought you to this point, kind of that you're like, Oh, I I think a coaching would help.
1: Yeah. Um, so I've been shooting photography forever. I just went full time with boudoir, the beginning of last year. And I just have been kind of scared to increase my prices. And now I'm in this place where I feel really confident with my brand, with my work, my consistency, my style, with my skill level, and I just feel really good with my brand as a whole. And I just still, every time I go to raise my prices, I have that fear come up and I just change my mind and I'm like, no, I'll do that later. Uh, and I've, I'm in a couple IPS groups that everyone's just making so much money and they're just at this place where I would love to get to. And I just, I've been looking at IPS and I just realize I have this feeling that Like when it comes to IPS, I guess, specifically, it seems like this is just like my feeling. I'm not saying this is true, but I have this feeling that it's like, it's like slimy because it's, it's sales, you know, and like, I'm an artist. So sales just feels uncomfortable to me. Yeah. And, um, and I have like, my whole brand is based around, like, the experience of boudoir, and, like, that's where the magic happens, that's, that's the powerful part about it, and that's what my brand encompasses, and I, there's a part of me that just feels, if I put the focus on products, that it will take that away, and, yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm fully afraid to dive in, and I'm scared, like you mentioned, that, I do believe this work should be accessible to everyone. So I just, I'm afraid to step into that place where it no longer will be. Yeah. And that just feels really scary to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know this is something that I personally can attest to have struggling with. Mm -hmm. Um, The the difference was for me, once I started Boudoir, I didn't look at it as in-person sales. I looked at it as in-person service. Which helped Ooh, me, like yeah, which helped me shift that mindset, because like, right from the very beginning, because i I'd done weddings and families, and that was like mm-hmm. shoot and burn kind of thing, like, here's your images, goodbye. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, but I knew, like, with boudoir for, because it was such a vulnerable experience, that I knew, I kind of knew going into it that I would want to be there for them on the, mm-hmm. on, at the after part, so I could sit with them. Um, And help them through their feelings like it had nothing to do with the sales aspect, but more Mm -hmm. so like, I think this is something that will help them uh, like work through their thought processes more so I shifted it away from sales and Mm -hmm. focused on it as in person service, um, which I think helped me like just start doing that. So right now, like, what is your system right now kind of, or like, if you're comfortable sharing your pricing and everything like mm-hmm. that, we're not going to go into like complete detail on like number, yep. but like, just so I have an idea of like kind of where you're starting from.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I have, I do like the three tier pricing. So I have like a basic package that's just um, shooting time and like 40 digitals, which is $550. My main price is, uh, 650 for shooting time, digitals and Polaroids. And then my biggest package is 850 for an hour and a half of shooting digitals, Polaroids and prints. Gotcha. So yeah. So do they just kind of build on each other in that way?
0: Yeah. So, um, so yes, you're giving a lot away. Uh, so the, ne- the next thing I would ask is Have you done your actual costs of doing business? Like, have you done that work?
1: I mean, not in, as in depth as I should,
0: yeah. So, um, and I referred to people to this before, but over if you're in the boudoir alliance group, I'm not sure if you are. I'm not. Um, I'll see. Uh, I kept talking, I was gonna get Andrea to come in and do a talk in our group. So, let me remind if you can get into the boudoir Alliance. So, this is there right now. Okay. Um, Andrea Mendoza did a live but then she also shared a spreadsheet, where basically you just go in and put in all your numbers how much it costs like how much you want to make like ideally like you uh, what do you want your salary to be, Mm -hmm. and so you plug in your numbers and then divided by how many sessions realistically you can do in a year. Um, or a month, I can't remember, but either way, and then it'll, she spit out the minimum amount of money you need to be making in order to actually be making Mm. a living from doing that. Um, and I know for me, like I still have to do that every year because what Mm -hmm. happens is I need the logic to balance out my emotional investment. Does that make sense? Because Mm -hmm. otherwise I'm like, Oh, but I just like everybody should have it. Mm -hmm. You know, like my, my emotions so much bigger than my logical part when it comes to something I'm not confident in, which is Mm -hmm. money. So I have to, I have to look at that every day and say, you literally can't do this work for less than this amount. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to continue to do this and make a living from it, it's literally not possible. Yeah. to do it the way that you're doing. So I, I would definitely recommend starting there first to, and you'll surprise yourself. Cause I'm always like, mm. uh, and set, set your salary, like not super high. Like, you'll be yeah. like, I'm going to make like $20,000, mm. you know, like for me, uh, I remember when I went to the boudoir divas retreat, that was my first workshop I had ever attended. And they're like, they sit down with you and make you go through a spreadsheet. And I was like, don't like this.
1: But, um,
0: but uh, Marissa was like, so what you're gonna take like $5,000 profit a month? Yes. And I was like, excuse. Like, at that point, I was like you, I was like $700 yeah. for like everything. Um, my most was like $900. in the first time my client booked that, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I was like, this is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but so when she said that, like $5,000 about month, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, that's on top of like also the $5,000 that just covers my overhead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's insane. But mm-hmm. then I was like, you know what? No, that's not insane. To expect that like there are people doing it as we can see so but it was having it literally oh as shared in the link here or in the mm-hmm. comments there's the cost of doing business sheet oh, perfect thank thanks es. um so yeah so that'll help you just like get your logical brain there Mm. to say okay realistically i can't do this for less without burning myself out or um essentially paying people or you're paying people for you Mm. to do the work that's a good way to put it yeah Yeah. and when we look at it that way it's like oh fuck, okay yeah yeah. and so i will i will let you know like changing up anything you may see a shift in the amount of people that you're getting but Mm. the whole idea should be that you are working less, but making Mm -hmm. at least the same amount, if not more, right? So, um, so one thing, if you're like me, which I think you might be where, if I have a lot of people, that makes me feel like I'm being productive, and productivity equals my worth. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yay, I'm doing the thing. So when I started to charge more, I had less clients, and my brain was like, Oh, you're not, you're not being very productive. And so then I was like, Oh, no, now I got to hustle to make. But I was logically making the same amount, if not Mm -hmm. more, by working less, but I had to work my mindset. Like, again, I look at my bank statement to say, Okay, no, you are logically making the same amount of money. So it's okay. Like your, your worth is not tied to how much you're working, but rather how smart you're working. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like getting my mindset wrapped around that instead, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so so let's talk about the fears though around in person. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. So I know you mentioned like it feels slimy and icky. Mm-hmm. So like what what has been an experience that you've had where mm-hmm. like that you're like that was icky? Like did you did you experience that or did you were you put in a situation where you had to do that? I don't
1: think I've necessarily experienced it. I think I've just more so observed it um, just through other photographers. And I think what it comes down to is just a lot of, like, making a lot of money equals bad, like, or it's wrong. And especially, like we've mentioned, like, when it comes to something like this, I just feel like I shouldn't be charging a lot of money for it. And like, just what it comes down to is like money equals bad to me. And I just realized that a couple weeks ago, cause I was thinking about doing in-person sales. And I just realized I had that gut feeling that if I make a lot of money, I'm going to be like, there's going to be something wrong about that. Um, and I just don't really know like more, so, like
0: beyond that. It's just, so it let's, let's go to the past. so I wrote a blog post on this actually which I'll recommend that you read uh it's through Mm -hmm. the enlightened mind group that I am with with Jill but it's about money blocks because I myself Mm -hmm. this is something huge that I've been working through Mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things I realized was like how did your how were your caretakers what was their relationship with money like your parents
1: they never really talked about it but um it was definitely like my dad worked for himself my mom didn't work, and it was just, like, kind of my dad was hustling always. Like, there was always kind of that fear that he wasn't going to make enough money, and there was just never really, like, we weren't unstable, but I think, like, as I got older, I kind of recognized that there was a fear that, like, if he stopped working as hard as he did, he wouldn't make enough money for us.
0: So, the other thing there is, so how did he talk about people that had money? Mm.
1: There, I think there was a little, there was some like jealousy there. And he all, yeah, there was always jealousy. And he always told me, like, I guess he kind of instilled fear into me in the way he would always just say, never get into debt. Like, debt is the worst thing you could do. So, there was just kind of this like, fear mindset around it
0: yeah so that's definitely something like your subconscious is now like Mm -hmm. okay like you know as long as you're not in debt then all is good yeah. Like literally, yeah, so totally. like that's your baseline. And so mm-hmm. anytime you get more than that, your your brain is like, no, we're just not in debt. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to be making more. So get rid of it. Yeah. Like you don't need to be making more because that was the story that you've been told. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your dad had feelings of animosity towards people that made money, and the, I like this was my dad all day, every day. Like he was very vocal about people that had things that he did not. Um, mm-hmm. and so looking back, I was like, oh my God. And then when he did get money, my dad became the very thing he despised. Mm. Like he became the asshole. And so I, so to me, I'm like, okay, so number one, when my dad would talk about people with money, he didn't like them. That tells my child brain that, oh, if like, if you have money, your dad won't like you. Mm. Like that's how your brain processes it. And then the second thing is if you get money, you'll become a bad person because that's what Mm -hmm. your dad did. And so, and that did happen to me when I was making a lot of money working for somebody else, I became an asshole because that was Mm -hmm. the story that my brain was like, this is what you do when you have Mm -hmm. money. And so now when it came time for me to charge for my business, I did not, because I did not like who I became, I was very afraid to become that Mm -hmm. person. And so that held me back a lot from charging what was necessary for me to just like do my job, not even like to live a life of abundance. Right. So recognizing that that whole story wasn't mine, Mm -hmm. like gave me power to say, wait a minute, like that was his belief systems around money. Like, what do you want to believe about money? And so I had to reframe it in that, okay, if I can make like whatever amount of money I need to make to be happy, content, Mm -hmm. whatever, Um, And to to do the things that I want to do, that allows me to go back and do it again for somebody else, because otherwise I will burn out, which I did do, Mm -hmm. I will um, be bitter towards people that, you know, that don't value what I do, because I'm investing so much of myself emotionally, physically, and financially to make sure they have a good experience. And then because they're not investing in it, like fully, they don't care they're just taking it. Right. So then I am not able to go back and give them that experience that I truly want to give people. Does that make sense? So yeah. I had to like, say, what, what is my story around mm-hmm. money? Like, um, and so, and then I would ask you to like, not right now, you don't have to, but like maybe after this, uh, I'll send you the link to that blog post. Actually, hold on, let me go find okay. it just because like the insights that I have were very beneficial. <laughs> I was like, oh because <laughs> I had to face it. Like I had to be like, okay, like why what is happening here? You know? Uh money here we go. Because it's such a like I couldn't even six months ago, I literally couldn't even I'm like, how do I comment on this thing? Oh, I think I have go to the Facebook page. Hold on. <laughs> I'm like, how does this internet work? Uh, but literally six months ago, I couldn't say the words like I live an abundant life or I appreciate wealth or like that kind of yeah. talk mm-hmm. made me so squidgy. And yeah. I was like, why? Like, what is it about wealth that makes me squidgy? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to kind of take a step back and say, OK, I used to feel this way about body image. I mm-hmm. When people would say the word fat, it would make me feel icky yeah so like what did i do about that and so it was like rewiring my brain to say okay let's get down to figure out who taught you this story and then deciding is that helping you be the person that you want to be so i would say take some time to do that work like obviously we're not going to do that in like you know an hour on a call Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like just like reflect and really think back to situations if you can go back to the past a little bit and what would you say to your dad If he was, if he was like, you need to be afraid of being in debt, like, what Mm -hmm. would you, if you were parenting him, what would you say to him?
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And say, you don't have to be afraid. It's okay to like have, you know, money and money's okay because it allows us to have freedom and it allows us to do these things or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to say. But I found that was a very helpful exercise for me to say, yeah, what would I say to somebody else that was in this situation? So go look, yeah, go look into that. Not right now, obviously, but that will help as well. The next thing I did for me, which really made, because I also, like you, observe photographers. Mm -hmm. And now I also had to realize, because I, there was, in 2018, I did make the amount of money that photographers should be making from doing Mm -hmm. photography. Like I was rolling in the dough, if you will. But Mm -hmm. I was incredibly unfulfilled. Yeah, because I realized that it was getting I was further away from what I was doing, because Mm -hmm. I was chasing that and not the purpose Mm -hmm. anymore. So getting clear on, okay, so what is my purpose here, doing your cost of doing business. So you could say, okay, I can't do this purpose for less than x amount. And then basically, your pricing just becomes if everyone booked my lowest collection, I would be fine. Yeah. And then if anybody, but then you give them options to buy more if they want to. But your job is literally to just be like, here's the options. Uh, but yeah. knowing that if they only booked the, like one session, the session with 10 images for like $2,200 or whatever, you would be like, I'm okay. Like, that's mm-hmm. great. I'm so glad that you were able to e- even invest in yourself that amount. Mm-hmm. Cause the one thing I was seeing and probably something that you also see, which makes you feel Icky is like the upgrading piece of it or um, that part or people being upset. Like, oh, they only went with my lowest collection Mm -hmm. and like that kind of shitty, ungrateful attitude Yeah, that I was not having. So I think it's important. Mm -hmm. So I had to look at myself and say, okay, that clearly is not me. So I'm not doing that. I don't Mm -hmm. like upgrading. I hate confrontation. So how can I mitigate all these things Mm -hmm. that make me feel not like who I am? And that was to say, okay, I know the minimum I need to charge is X amount. If I booked X amount of sessions per year, then I would be fine. Uh, And then then have things above that if people wanted more images, if they wanted an album, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And that totally shifted the pressure that was on me to show up at the Mm -hmm. in-person sales or service, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. Because then it was taken care of. Like I didn't have to worry. Does that make sense? So yeah. So have you figured out kind of like realistically how many sessions you do want to shoot a year?
1: No, I mean because I have so much like weirdness around money, that sort of thing I love to avoid. I'm really good at avoiding it.
0: <laughs> but that's where the lot the logic part is really good because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like I know for me when I had shot. I would say in between traveling, but also I had shot like that year that I was really busy and making a lot of money. I had shot over 200 people in the year and I killed my, like, I literally, that's when I burnt out because it was too much. Like, especially Mm -hmm. as an empath, you literally, where is the time for you to fill Mm -hmm. up so you can go back? So I realized, okay, well, I found my breaking point. So don't like that. So then it's like, okay, so what is feasible? So maybe starting with a hundred clients a year mm-hmm. um, or whatever, that's like two a week ish, yeah, give or take. For me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So saying, okay, I would like to have two clients a week. Sometimes mm-hmm. it might be depending on how you skip, yeah. whatever you decide that, but like, but then you can say, okay, so if I need to make, mm, we'll say how much do you want to make at the end of the year? Ideally, like in a, in a, in the world, like, Oh, you ask me. Um, I Just, don't know. So, like, what are you making right now? Let's go there. Have you like do you do your taxes? I assume.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been I mean, probably like ten thousand dollars. I don't know. I do other stuff on the side too, so it's like <laughs> doesn't consume my mind too much. But probably photography itself is probably like ten to twelve
0: profit or gross.
1: Gross,
0: gross. Okay, yeah. so profit mm-hmm. from that is probably not very much. I would no. assume. Yeah. Right, and so it's like, okay, so technically you you are doing it for free right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is good. Cause that's what your subconscious said. As long as we're yeah. not in debt, you know, we're mm-hmm. just like, keeping her safe. Good, yeah. good, good, good. So now you have to retrain your subconscious to say, you know what? No, like we are, we can, I, I feel comfortable when I have $5,000 minimum in my bank account or yeah. like I feel comfortable like, and so you literally have to put that seed in there to say mm-hmm. not nah, we could do better than just out of debt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Totally. And so like, that's like a mo- like that's where you have to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it mm-hmm. to undo the amount of times that you heard over and over. Just as yeah. long as you're out of debt, you're good. You're good. Mm-hmm. You're
1: coasting. You yeah, know, that's exactly uh, how I feel too. It's like growing up because there was so much fear around money. Like when I worked jobs and I lived at home, like I saved so much money. And so I ended up like when I moved out, I had a good chunk of money saved. So I never really had that like push to like, I need to make, money it was like I have money saved I'll be fine if I just coast. and I've kind of just had that mindset since and now I can like see my bank account dwindling I'm like okay now this like isn't gonna work for much longer
0: (laughs) so what what was the amount that you had your bank your bank account at Uh when when you were like okay I feel safe here like what was that number or ish right, it was like thirty thousand dollars okay so that right now that's your benchmark to stay at Mm -hmm. Right. So like for me, it's $5,000 and I'm like, okay, now we're panicking. So like, but yours is 30,000. That's a great thing to look at to say, okay, if this goes below 30, that's essentially in debt for you Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Right. So that's like kind of the mindset shift that has to change. And that's where you have to look at your bank account every day or at least once a week. Do you do that? (laughs) No. No, neither do I. Yeah. That was—I remember when I was traveling, like, uh, uh and I was like racking up because I was traveling. So I was like, just put on a credit card; it'll be great. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I came home and like I had student loans because I was traveling and like all this stuff. And my mom was like, Terry, come in the kitchen. She she's a tough ass. Mm-hmm. So I was like yeah okay she's like have a seat I was like okay and then she like slaps down all my bank statements mm-hmm. and she's like look at those and then I just like broke down I was like I don't want to look at it <laughs> and she's like you can't fix what you don't know mm-hmm. and that's the thing is if you don't feel that little bit of fear of fuck I'm at $28,000 yeah then you're not gonna hustle to make the $2,000 to get you back up to 30000 or above Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so it does, I've had to make it a habit and maybe you have somebody that can keep you accountable that you won't like bitch mm-hmm. at when they're like, yeah. do the thing. <laughs> um Cause like, that's why I'm always like to my husband, I'm like, keep me accountable. But then I'm just like, you're dumb and I hate you. Like he, he's not a good, like accountability partner that way. Cause yeah. I just don't respect him. like Yeah. That. <laughs> But my I do respect him just not like it's easier for me to be like no to him. But when my assistant Jill is like, so did you do that? And then she just like stares at me until I Mm -hmm. answer like then I'm like, okay, I have to make sure I do this or Mm -hmm. I have an accountant that is like, hey, just check in. Where are these reports? And then, you know, you have to go into your bank account to like Mm -hmm. get these reports. So coming up with a strategy that until it becomes a habit and almost an exciting game, I think that's the other thing that I had to do was shift my mindset that money is a game of like, okay, if I'm at like less than getting close to $5,000, okay, how can I get this up a little higher? Like, my next goal is, okay, when we have $10,000 in our checking account, that's what makes us nervous. Mm -hmm. So, but I, like, transfer money out to different things. Like, I have, like, Mm -hmm. seven different, like, pockets for my money. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know, because if I see it, I will spend it. Because my subconscious, Mm. like yours, will say, "Mm, nope, now we're over being out of debt. Mm -hmm. So let's just get rid of that. Right. So I need to move it. So my brain thinks that, Hey, look, you're just out of debt. And so then I will hustle and I will, that pressure will be there and I won't spend money on shit that I don't need. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing to ask yourself is okay. So when people go to give you money, what are your feelings about that?
1: Mm. Um, definitely there's discomfort there and it just feels weird um I don't know if I've had a situation where I can think about that if that's happened or like when that's happened that I can compare it to but I guess like if my parents try and be like kind and just like here yeah, we want to help you out this month it definitely feels uncomfortable and I don't know how to respond but I'm definitely grateful but it's just kind of like let's not really talk about it
0: Yeah, so there's like a lot of shame around that kind Mm -hmm. of like, Oh, if you have to receive money from somebody else, it means you're failing. Yeah, is that possible? Mm So yeah. which which it doesn't mean that. But the story you're mm-hmm. telling yourself is that which is why if we just don't talk about it, then I'll just take the money and just. Yeah. But then you feel icky having it. So then yeah. you get rid of it. Like, see mm-hmm. the see the pattern. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, OK, how can we become comfortable? So one of the one of the, the books I was reading it literally about subconscious mind is literally saying the words like wealth is good. Money mm. is good. Like, it, because I couldn't, I literally six months ago, I couldn't even say that without being like, mm, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like literally just wealth is fine. Wealth is good. Wealth is yeah. good. Wealth is good because you have to undo the belief that wealth is bad. Wealth mm. is bad. Wealth is bad.
1: Yeah. I think I just have a realization come up right now that I think a main thing for me is that because there are people in the world who don't have wealth and never will, that it's not okay for me to have it like and like people in other countries that will never be able to see the amount of wealth that our country or just like people have the potential to make here just that feels really like oh to be in like there's just that part of me that's like i don't want to make that much money if other people can't
0: so i think that's where you have to say like it's okay if you the more money you make the more you can give away Yeah. Right. So like Mm -hmm. maybe when you fill out your cost of doing business in there, like you put your salary, but then or like what you want to make, knowing that two thousand dollars from every pay, like every month will Mm. go to uh, something that you support to um, invest back into the community Mm -hmm. to help people. Because the thing is not that that's the other thing, too, is not everybody like like psychologically and statistically speaking, once people hit $70,000, their happiness actually plateaus any mm. more than that. And they just buy shit that they don't need. And it makes yeah. them actually feel like shit. So like once you hit $70,000, like profit after that, your best return on investment is in relationships and things like that. So just get mm-hmm. yourself up to that point. And then after that, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. matter. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, sure. Would it be nice to be able to like, travel around and do all these things or like whatever all the time but it it may not actually bring you the joy that you think it does like I Mm -hmm. think that's the other thing too is like why do you want money yeah right and so like like figuring out that's so I'm not I don't want to like poo poo on the IPS groups because I think there's benefit to being in them sometimes Mm -hmm. but like for me they just always made me feel like shit because I'm not money driven Mm -hmm. and, and and not not and when I say that I, I do have to change the way I say that. Cause I, I wrote in my journal, I'm like, well, are you motivated by bankruptcy? Because uh yeah. But but the thing is, it's like I'm not I know what it might take for me in my business to be yeah. able to make that the amount bush. of money and that would sacrifice my values of what I'm doing and how yes. I'm doing it. Yeah. So I had to like define my version of success. Mm-hmm. And that might mean making it so I can't spend a thousand dollars on lingerie that nobody's going to fucking use in my studio mm-hmm. because I recognize all this money, this what I thought I needed was really just to fill a gap in myself that, Oh, you don't think you're worthy and people won't come to you if you don't have mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Cause I look back mm-hmm. at my old photos when I first started photography and I had literally nothing. And like people loved the experience mm-hmm. and that my photos mm-hmm. were good because I didn't, because I had to make the best of it. And so mm-hmm. the more I start to realize, like, why do I think I need money to buy the shit that I don't even want? If yeah. COVID was good for something, it was like, when I went back to my studio after not working for three months, I'm like, my it's just stuff with dust on it. Yeah. Mm. Like, and it made me feel so icky about that, if that makes yeah. sense. So mm-hmm. I think, like, getting clear on... What, what is, what would be your version of success right now? Like, how would you know at the end of, we'll say 2021. So this year, this Mm -hmm. time, next year in 2021, Mm -hmm. how will you know you were successful in your business? And it may not necessarily be monetary, Mm -hmm. but it may say, because I will have donated Mm -hmm. uh, $24,000, you know, $2,000 a month, I will have donated $24,000 to this charity um, or a bunch of charities or however you decide to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I will have known it because I will have photographed X amount of beautiful women or men or whatever, uh, in my studio. And so like the goals themselves are not necessarily monetary driven, but Mm -hmm. they in turn will provide you with the revenue needed to keep being Mm -hmm. successful that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think I think we attach everything this way. Again, if I go back to how it was with body image, the word fat had so much volatility to it when I first started. Money was the exact the word money is exactly the same way mm-hmm. in that it I attach the feeling to it, but money is just a thing. It is yeah, it is absolutely. not good nor bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like it literally is just currency, it's it, it has yeah. nothing. So I think. If we can get our mind to a place of like, okay, I'm attaching a story to this money, and that's all right. The other thing is the reason why I asked about how you feel when people like give you money
1: mm-hmm.
0: is I realized for me that I'm not very good at receiving anything mm-hmm. compliments, money, sex things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm very good at, I'm always the giver. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know what? There's more power in giving. So let me, let me just give all the time, always, always, yeah. always giving. Mm-hmm. And so, and so realizing that, I was like, that's not fair to the person that wants to give. Mm-hmm. Because by me saying, no, 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 or giving free things to people that didn't ask for it, I'm manipulating the situation. Because I'm saying, you'll like me more yeah. if I do this. Meanwhile, they're like, no, I like you anyways, but my story is opposite. So it's -hmm. almost like a manipulation tactic that givers use Mm -hmm. um, that is not giving with kindness. It's actually giving with the expectation that you will like me more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a hard pill to swallow because it's like, why do I give things? So that's why like above my desk at the studio, like when I'm sitting there with clients and they're like "Mm -hmm," taking their time going through photos, I'm like, don't say anything until they tell you what they're thinking. Because so it says, <laughs> is it good for your business or good for your ego? Because mm-hmm. I realized I was doing things that were good for my ego. Like nobody asked me to give them free photos, but mm-hmm. to me, it was me taking control of a situation that I might get rejected from. Yeah, Like if they were like, I can't afford that or I, I didn't mm-hmm. know or whatever. So by, uh, that's me being like, Oh, you know what? I'll just give them to you for free.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's not helping anybody because yeah. they did not ask for that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, so when I realized that, okay, so like I'm given all the time, but I'm not receiving, that's a very unbalanced way of existing. Yeah. Right. Cause you eventually have nothing left to give, which is mm-hmm. why when people are like, here, let me pay you for your services. It's like, thank you. I'm grateful for your talent, your time and your mm-hmm. money. So I can keep giving to this person. And it's like, it has to be a cyclical thing, or else it becomes a very tiresome one way street. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, that was something I had to shift in my head. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So much goddamn work. <laughs> but yeah, so, but I think, I think starting there would be like super beneficial for you is like, okay, what do you want your money story to be? Mm-hmm. And literally just like starting to practice saying, like, money is okay. Mm hmm money's okay money is good wealth is good like to re re-shift your subconscious thoughts around that and it will feel yucky at first yeah
1: like i don't even believe that like telling myself that right now i'm like i don't believe it say, just say it right now
0: say money is good Money is good <laughs> <laughs> say it again oh money is good so what are some experiences where you have seen money be good used good used well
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: Either for yourself like, or in, like, observing other people? World, yeah.
1: I feel like I focus so much on, like, the ways that money is used for harm. So this is definitely a good way to reshift that. Um, Yeah, just... I guess just, like, currently, like, this year, there's... I've seen a lot of support for just, like, a lot of people stepping up and donating to organizations, to communities, and people who are in need, and that has felt really good to see become more, I guess, just prevalent, and just, yeah, it that's been beautiful to see, and that's that's something that I would love to be able to do, is just to get to
0: so, one thing that I started to do, and I've talked about it before though, is that like every session fee, I give thirty dollars to the Fort Gary mm-hmm. Women's Resource Center in my city, so mm-hmm. while it's not like here's like a thousand dollars every month, it is mm-hmm. like you know three to five hundred dollars usually mm-hmm. every month, depending on how much I shoot. Um, and like, I so my goal, like I have a little sticky above my coffee maker. That's like, I will give $30,000 to this, like to the Fort Gary Women's Resource Center. So if I have to do this for the next 15 to 20 years, or however I want to do it, that's fine. But my goal is once I get to 30,000 for them, then I can find another charity or Mm Whatever. But I don't know why I picked that number. It was just a number I picked. But but like so that way, when people are giving me money, I'm like, okay, this is going to something amazing. Like and so I had to that was the way that I could feel good that I was also doing good with the money that I was receiving to help me realize that money is good. Money allows us to uplift our community members that maybe don't have as much, or it allows me to every year buy, um, you know, lots of food for the food bank, or it allows like it's this this catalyst that can give you the opportunity to do more for the the more you know vulnerable members of our society, either globally or mm-hmm. like locally. so um, maybe um like after today after we're done this call or whatever maybe go through like over the next week or so do you journal at all Mm -hmm. yeah so maybe well like just like take a page and write down as many positive uses of money like that you've either witnessed or you've been part of yourself you've experienced um and then again this is building evidence to argue back against that part of your head that tells you that money is bad. So you can say, no, you're wrong, look it. Because this is what I think of, like, again, with body image, when people are like, oh, I feel yucky or whatever. It's like, okay, but there's factual, like, write out the things that people have told you about yourself. And so when your brain is telling you one thing, you have this physical evidence that tells you otherwise. And so it's like, okay, logically, I know that this voice in my head is a piece of shit and that is accurate. Mm-hmm. So I say, is it the truth or is it your truth? Yeah. So your truth is that money is bad, but the truth is that we have mm-hmm. seen that money is good for so many different things. Yeah. And then the last thing I would say is then this would require probably a whole other coaching to be honest but like Mm -hmm. why don't you think that you're worth money like why don't you think you're worth abundance um
1: yeah i don't know that's something that i i need to dive deep to really probably unfold
0: because like because yeah. like i know you like you mentioned you're like well i feel guilty if i have money and then they don't or like yeah. they, the global population mm-hmm. doesn't or whatever yeah. it's like okay but why do you think that because you are mm-hmm. part of that population just an fyi mm-hmm. so like <laughs> why is it okay for other people to have wealth but not yeah. you you know well yeah. And so it's like, maybe you having wealth will actually help you balance the scales of the one percenters that are like not being very nice with their money. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. So you'll be able to say, but look at, I'm a good person and like doing good things and I have money. It can, they can coexist. Like, so look for role models of people that do have like, uh, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Keanu Reeves is a good example. Mm -hmm. Right. He has like, good wealth, but he still takes the subway. He still like, he doesn't spend money on stupid shit. Gary Vaynerchuk also like very, obviously very well off in his businesses, a great entrepreneur. Um, but still like wears hoodies and jeans and like gives back mm-hmm. and does so much like free stuff online for like his community it goes garage sale. Like, like, like there's good people that can coexist with abundance yeah. So that will, again, again, representation, right? What we've seen, especially lately, are the yeah. people that have the money are not great people, mm-hmm. right? Especially because that's what the news is showing us. Yeah. But so we have to take it upon ourselves to go looking for the people that are like making a difference. They're, they're the quietest ones. That's the thing. Yeah. They're not loud mm-hmm. about it because they're not telling Definitely. people they have money because mm-hmm. actions speak louder than words. So yeah, look look for those people and then say okay they're doing this this is proof that you can be a good person and you can have money in abundance yeah and there's nothing wrong with that i think that's Mm -hmm. another thing that so that that's the part that has to get unraveled there it's like okay Mm -hmm. like what what about myself is not worth charging this amount that'll be a nice journaling session uh yeah it'll probably take a few to be honest but (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah it is it it, the more as soon as it cracks open it's like god damn it there's so much down here Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's worth it but it's worth it to find it because again it's like looking at your bank statements once you recognize like oh fuck that's not even like why do i believe that somebody told me that everything we know and like this is something i've recently been saying is like one long ass game of ancestral telephone where it's like our grandparents taught our parents that taught us like their great grandparents taught the grandparents that taught the parents that taught us. Mm -hmm. And so these like belief systems just trickle Mm -hmm. down and then we're like, cool. Yeah, I'll take that. And then Mm -hmm. I'll believe that because I have nothing else to compare it to as a child. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess that's what the world is like. And then we get older and we're like, this isn't, fit right anymore
1: yeah or this isn't mine yeah Yeah, so
0: think of it like yeah think about it like your childhood clothes like if you tried to put on your childhood clothes now they obviously probably wouldn't fit the same and feel uncomfortable so it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with the belief systems we learn as children it's like okay this isn't fitting anymore i need to like adopt a new one or go get a new one that will help Mm -hmm. me be the person i want to be yeah does that make sense so let's summarize Mm -hmm. real quick Mm -hmm. uh so you're gonna do your cost of doing business for real Mm -hmm. Not jokingly, yeah. <laughs> not a half-assed version of it, a yeah. real one. Um, the other thing I might recommend—I talked about this on another. Let me just slide over here. Hold on. Is getting because it's the end of the year, so you can plan like something like this, like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a planner that helps you like figure out your goals that are not necessarily mon- monetary, but also the purpose goals. Okay, does that make sense? So this yeah. one's a really like this that. one's a really good one. It's on cool. Amazon. Sweet. So your best year by Lisa Jacobs. Mm -hmm. um so that that helps to again come up with the concrete evidence to balance out the emotional belief systems if that makes sense Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: um and then the other thing is shifting from in-person sales to in-person service Mm -hmm. how could like me being here with my client to see their photos will make i can guarantee you, it makes them the biggest impact. Um, right. Because when you let them to their own devices, their mind's just going to run away. But you yeah. maintain your control if they're there, then you can say, hey, stop it. <laughs> right? So it's like being there in service for them. Um, and then pricing yourself in a way that does not feel icky for you. So like, yeah. you could do similar to what I did, where you're like, hey, minimally, this is what I need to make. So I'm going to price yeah. everything. Like my my lowest collection will be priced there, and then above that, if pe- then that gives people options, which people love options, then mm-hmm. they can purchase that. Yeah. Um. Uh, but that's up to them. But ultimately, I know if everyone books the lowest collection, then I'll be fine. Yeah. Um. I would also say um would like let your community know that this is something that's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if you're like doing it for 2021, I would assume yeah. you're changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let them know now. Be like, hey, what's yeah. so, up? Like, this is happening. Um, I know a lot of people will do discounts on your current, sit. like, say, get in now for these prices. Mm I maybe wouldn't push that because you're not making a shit ton of money off those prices. So I would just let them know. Be prepared that you will probably not be as busy because Mm -hmm. your current clientele is used to very cheap pricing. Mm um but just like get your brain prepared for that say okay i understand i i have enough to be comfortable for x amount of months and then you just like push why like you'll do a blog post or like a live in your group explain like hey here's why we're do we're shifting up the pricing number one i realize i can't give to you if i'm not giving to myself to be honest like you know after doing some deep reflection your group and your brand message is all about that right like where it's yeah. like like your inner goddess mm-hmm. and all that stuff so it's like you saying like I talk about this all the time for all of you and I realized that I wasn't mm-hmm. doing it for myself and in order for me to keep giving to this community this is what has to happen mm-hmm. uh in true transparency yeah. right um, and that's scary yeah. but people usually applaud vulnerability in some capacity mm-hmm to say, what does that mean? That means our services are going to get that much better because now I'm going to be there with you at your reveal.
1: Yeah. I'm going to
0: be there with you to walk you through, to stop those negative voices. I'm going to whatever. Da, 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 yeah. Right. The service piece to it. Yeah. Um, and so you're like hyping them up that, yeah, the price is going to go up, but ultimately the value is like a thousand times, Yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm, I'm a big believer in transparency that way yeah, for clients. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah I just think I think starting there like gathering the concrete evidence to argue mm-hmm. back and then uh, looking for representations of people that are good and abundant Yes. like the people that are doing good with their dollar dollar bills
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah does that help
1: totally and I do want to say like you are such a great example of like someone who does IPS and charges a lot of money who doesn't like I don't interpret that as that like it just seems so like from a place of integrity and service and i just i think that's beautiful and like that's how i want to
0: shape and that was why i had to do it that way because i was looking at all the ip like they're like upsell spreads and uh, also that's just confusing for me so i was like how can i keep this simple but also do it in a way that i don't feel bad if my yeah. client can only afford my mm-hmm. lowest collection yeah. um uh, and that was the way also prepayment plans help uh yes. i give people an incentive for paying before the reveal so there's not mm-hmm. that like ooh, what if yeah. they don't buy anything mm-hmm. so then it's like a little bit of me getting control back to yeah. the things that make me feel squidgy about sales does that mm-hmm. make sense yeah um but but i do also think just like the more the more you talk about money the more comfortable it does become mm-hmm. uh and even just with yourself not i don't mean necessarily talking with people mm-hmm. but literally just whispering to yourself when you wake up and saying like money is good yeah. money allows me to live in this home yeah money provides me this service you know like mm-hmm. it's just a thing yeah yeah um, but yeah, so if you have any other questions, of course, you can ask in the group, but you got lots mm-hmm. of work to do. Uh, do you have any other other questions that I can help you with
1: today? I don't think so, but I definitely think I'm going to be booking a mentor session with you. I sure. Need
0: <laughs> well, it is like the one thing I will say about the coaching sessions are super mm-hmm. beneficial for the accountability piece more than anything yeah, else. I, um, I actually just hired my own business coach yeah. last uh, like a week ago because I was yeah. like, i was like i'm really good at self-coaching myself through a lot of shit but the place that i'm least comfortable is in business and in money as far as strategy goes because i because the emotion piece is so high for me around those topics that it's easy for me to tell you and like i try to do these things but nobody's holding me accountable so i was like okay you gotta hire a coach that's like terry what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) because i because of that, you know, and like for me, like when I was writing my book, I hired a coach to keep me accountable because I just kept procrastinating it because the fear and the blah and all the like mindset stuff around that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is beneficial to just have somebody that's like, just what's going on, you know, checking in mm-hmm. and then you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is beneficial to have that. But whenever you're ready, for sure, let me know, even if it's just like one strategy system, assessor, room, yeah. or whatever, that's fine. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Alright, well thank you again for coming on here though. I know this this is a topic that like so many people in our group benefit from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate your like candidness and like openness and talking about it and sharing your like being vulnerable like that takes a lot for people mm-hmm. so um, just know that you sharing your story will go to help a bunch of other people in this group I think is really um, really awesome. So thank you so much for doing that. And keep us updated. Like, let let me know how it goes. Like, I think that's like, the really cool thing. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna do this one thing. Like, just start saying money is good. Wealth is good. Because mm-hmm. for me, it took like about two weeks before I was like, okay, all right. It's now it's just a statement. It's not yeah. it's like, there's no like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not choking on it. Mm-hmm. So let before we before we go, say it one more time. Yeah,
1: money is good. <laughs> and
0: wealth is what i don't
1: remember what the is oh, good thanks <laughs> <laughs> money and wealth are good
0: yeah for you too yeah they're money. good for me <laughs> money is good for me wealth is good for me <laughs> yeah you I can do it you. all Thank right you, you are welcome my lady and i will talk to you later okay. bye everyone bye. all right